What an awesome worship experience. As we remain standing for the reading of God's word, let me also say a very special welcome to my wonderful family, the Lumpkin family, the siblings of my mother that are still alive and still here. Good to see my mother, Deacon Lumpkin, Uncle Bubba, we call him. Every family got a Bubba. And so this is our Uncle Bubba, amen. My Aunt Pat, my Aunt Audrey, and my Aunt Ellen, amen. And would you join me and get my Aunt Sharon, amen. She's the youngest of my aunts. And give God a hand of praise for all of them that are here today. There's a word from the Lord this morning as we began a brand new series of messages. This year has been proclaimed here at Bible Way as a year of supernatural revelation. We began this year with our first series of the year, beginning the first Sunday in January. It was called a prophetic word in which we shared 12 messages from the Old Testament prophets. And then beginning first Sunday in June, we started the second series of this year of supernatural revelation. And it was called a right now word, which we looked at 12 parables given by Jesus in the gospel account. And now this is the third and final series of this year of supernatural revelation. And it is called an encouraging word. An encouraging word. We invite you to get the handout that lists all of the sermons. You can certainly go to our website and get them also. In this series, we will look at 12 psalms that have been written, 12 separate words of encouragement that are found in the writings of Psalms. This is the first of 12 messages, and we invite you to the first Psalms, Psalms 1, verses 1 through 6, reading today from the New International Version. Hear the reading of God's holy word, beginning at verse 1 of Psalms 1, and it reads, Bless is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take. The New Living Translation says those who do not take the advice of the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of markers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord. And who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by the streams of water. Which yields its fruit in season. And whose leaf does not wither. Whatever. Somebody say whatever. Whatever they do. Prosperous. Not so the wicked. They are like the chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. Verse 6 says, For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. To those that love God's word, say amen. amen. Before you sit down, grab somebody by the hand. Here is the subject for the first message in this third and final series of the year 2016. Hold those hands. One word. This is the word that God has blessed me with. I told the church earlier this morning, for the last two months, Sister Myers, this word has been ringing in my spirit. Every time the enemy tries to discourage me, God will pop the word back up. Every time I think about, well, I'm, I, I, I'm too discouraged, I want to give up, God drops this word in my spirit. So allow the Holy Spirit to drop it in your spirit this morning. And every hand you touch will feel the anointing of this one word. Shake those hands and squeeze it tight and say, bless. That's the subject blessed. You all better sit down before church breaks out, okay? Bless. 
Bless. Bless. Mm. Say it until it makes the devil mad. Bless. <laughs> to every naysayer in your life. To every hater in your life. Yeah, 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 bless. Listen, listen. Listen. God, God reminded me of something as I was preparing this message. He reminded me that there are those in this world whose heart's desire is to one day be famous. A whole lot of wannabe Beyonce's preaching already. Wannabe Cam Newton's, Michael Jordan's, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, whoever, whole lot of wannabe Jay-Z's, a whole lot of wannabe somethings, but other than what you're supposed to be. Folk that want to be famous and popular. We are living in the age in which Folk in this millennial generation judge your success by the number of social media followers you have. People will do outrageous, insane things just to boost their followers up. And now, when folks see you, they ask you how many people are following you. And if you have a certain number, folk will say you have it going on. Because you've got 5,000 plus. You've got whatever the number is that makes you popular. Amen. Somebody say famous. Famous. And then there are those who strive, unfortunately, every day just to be wealthy. There are people who have denied their families. There are people who have turned their backs on their faith. There are people who have become something that they were not designed to become just to become wealthy. There are folk who have resorted into illegal activities. I'm preaching to somebody now just so they can have stuff in this life. But help me tell somebody the devil is a liar. Wealthy. And then God reminded me that there are those, and I, I know this from the other profession that, that I am involved in six months out of the year, those would do almost anything to acquire power, political power. They, they would do almost, we are living in a cutthroat time. Our political process have become so vicious that people will say and do almost anything. I just concluded a very tough campaign in this past June. And on the campaign trail, one of our young adult church members said to me, Pastor, if I didn't know who you really were, I would have wondered who is that man your opponent is talking about. And when it was all said and done, they were all lies, but it didn't matter because folk want power at any cost. However, here's what the Lord has said to me. The Lord said, and I believe this, that the real special people in this world are not those who want fame, wealth, or power. The real special people in this world are those who want it to be said about them that they are blessed. Not that they're famous, not that they're wealthy, not that they are powerful. But at the end of the day, they can care less about how many followers they have or anybody knows their name. They just want it to be said by the Lord that they are blessed. They just want the Lord to say, as he said about Job to Satan, you are one blessed somebody. Whew. 
And it doesn't really matter what other folk think about you because fame, wealth, and power can be achieved by earthly or human means. But the only way you can be deemed blessed is that it has to come from the Lord. Now, other people may be used by the Lord to bless you, but to make no mistake about it. Tell somebody sitting next to you, say, all of my blessings come from the Lord. Psalms 124 says, if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side, James 1 and 17 say, all good and perfect things come from the Lord. There are a whole lot of people with fame, wealth, and power, but die miserable. I, I, can, I can share with you at least three of them that comes to mind. First one I can think of is a man who was known by the name of Howard Robert Hughes, founder of Hughes Enterprise, the founder of Hughes Aircraft. In 1975, Howard Hughes was deemed one of the most successful and richest men to be on the face of the earth. In 75, he was worth $1.58 billion, which is the equivalent of $7 billion today. But one year later, he died a vagabond, worth over a billion dollars, but died in misery. Because wealth may have made him rich, but it did not make him successful. It could not make him happy. You can have all of the wealth in the world, and you can still die miserable. You can have all the money in the world, but if you don't have folk to share with you, if you don't get along with folk that are in your own family, if you can't get along with your friends, what good is all of that money? You can sacrifice raising your children to work three jobs, but at the end of the day, if your children cannot rise up and call you blessed, then you are a miserable failure. My dad said something to me on his dying bed. He said, I have no regrets. If I had to live my life over again, I'll do less church and more family. And he said to me, don't ever sacrifice your family. Because at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, it's too late. There was a time my dad worked so hard, and we got older, and dad tried his best. You remember, Mom, he would call me, Mac and Rod, and say, let's hang out. And we were going, Dad, we ain't got time to hang out. We're 20-some years old. We don't want to hang out with you. And he said, I wish I would have done it earlier. I'm preaching to somebody. Howard Robert Hughes died worth $1.58 billion, $7 billion in today's market. But yet he died a miserable man. And then I think of fame. Before there was a Beyonce, there was a Whitney Elizabeth Houston. Whitney Elizabeth Houston, seven consecutive Billboard charts number one, only person to achieve that. Two consecutive albums, back-to-back -back yearly albums, only second to Elton John. Before there was a Beyonce, Whitney Houston was the hottest thing out there. She was the most popular thing. Bodyguard, song she sang, sing like an archangel but could not keep the stuff out of her nose. Preaching now. And drowned as a result of an overdose in a bathtub full of water. February the 11th, 2012. Whitney Elizabeth Houston was popular. She was famous, but don't call her blessed. She wasn't blessed. She had fame and fortune. But not only did she die, but years later, the offsprings that were birthed out of her womb 
came and died just like she did. Don't tell me that a generational curse you pass on to your children does not exist. But I declare and decree on this first Sunday in September of the year 2016, the devil is a liar. Look at somebody and say, I'd rather be blessed. Then the last example was that of power. What comes to mind is a man in 1972 at that time won the election by the largest landslide that was ever recorded in modern electoral politics. His name was Richard Milhouse Nixon. Came from the great state of California. He won the election in 72 by such a great landslide. Time magazine deemed him the most powerful person in the world. And it said, no one can stop the political juggernaut of Richard Milhouse Nixon. But oh, fast forward the tape. Your sins will catch up with you. What is done in the dark will eventually come to light. You can run, but you can't hide. Tell somebody, it'll catch up with you. But you will reap what you sow. Two years later, the author of the Southern Strategy, Richard Milhouse Nixon, who divided this country by race just to acquire party, a power was ran out of power in 1974 by a simple break-in at a hotel in Washington, D.C. that is infamous known today as Watergate. What the voters could not stop, God says, I got this. What the public could not control, God says, I got this. And so although Richard Milhouse Nixon was powerful. Please, whatever you do, look at somebody and say, don't call him blessed. Don't call him blessed. See, you can have fame as Whitney. You can have wealth as Howard Hughes. You can have power as Richard Nixon. But at the end of the day, if it is not well with your show, if it's not pleasing to God, I'd rather have Jesus than houses and land. Some folk would rather have houses and land. Other folk would seek fame and pleasure, but I'd rather have Jesus. Touch somebody and say, I'd rather the Lord call me blessed. Baby, you can be broke with not a dime to your name. You can have nothing but zeros in your bank account with no numbers preceding the zeros. But yet, at the end of the day, with your broke shelf, when you wake up in the morning, it is of the Lord's mercies that you've not been consumed. His compassion failed not. It is renewed every morning. Don't fool me now. But are there any broke people that know you're still blessed? Any sick people that know you're still blessed? Any hurt people? Every now and then, we ought to rub it in the enemy's face. All the blessed folk, just wave your hands in the air and say, I am one. Bless somebody. Ooh, don't judge me by my outfit. Don't judge me by the car we drive. Some folk have sold out their integrity to drive fine cars. Some folk have given up their character to live in big houses. But at the end of the day, you were blessed when you were catching the bus. You were blessed when you were living in somebody else's house. You were blessed when you were borrowing somebody else's clothes. What you have do not make you blessed. What make you blessed is who you belong to. And if God is on your if the Lord is on your if God is on your shot, look at somebody and say, neighbor, contrary to how it may look, 
I don't look like what I've been through. You may not see me as being blessed. You may not ever be able to afford Louis and Gucci. But at the end of the day, if you can raise your hand in the sanctuary and out of the depths of your body, a praise can come out. And baby, if you still have joy, after all the hell you went through, after all the trouble you went through, after all the things people did to you, all the lies people told on you, if you still have a praise, then you are one blessed somebody. Take a praise break. This does not apply to everybody, but everybody in here that know God has been good to you, made ways out of no ways, open doors that only God could open, put food on your table, Look at somebody and say, neighbor, broke, but still blessed. Sick, but still blessed. Hurt, but still blessed. Lonely. Woo! You better watch out, watch out, watch out. Watch out, the blessed folk are about to take over the service. You better watch out, those that have come from a mighty long ways, through many dangers, toils, and snares. I've already come. It was great. That brought me the spot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes, Woo. just before you sit down, think of one thing God did for you that the devil didn't want him to do and put a praise on it. of one thing God delivered you from that the devil thought he had you the mother, Mother Mazali Doretha Lord, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah, thank you Lord for blessing me. Somebody shout bless. Brother Michael, you're about to mess me up back there. Somebody shout bless. Listen, as we transition to the text, let me, before we get into the text, invite you back Tuesday night because we are going to go in greater depths to this text. And we're going to show you how to declare in the devil's territory that what he meant for evil, 
God turned it and made it for your good. Amen. Touch somebody and say, meet me here Tuesday night. Look at this text. The first psalm is considered by biblical scholars to be an introductory psalm. Psalm is a unique writing. It is one of only two writings in the Bible that cannot officially be called a book. Why? Because there are five separate divisions in the 150 Psalms. First division goes from verse 1 to verse 41, and the final division, division 5, or as they say, the fifth section goes from Psalms 107 to 150. But it is appropriate that the Psalms began with this one. The author of the Psalms is unknown. It has not been declared as most of them were. But the author of this wonderful and powerful Psalms compares the life of a faithful, godly person to that of someone who is not godly, someone who is not faithful. You can be rich, but you don't necessarily have to be godly. Amen. And so the faithful and the godly person is simply referred to in the first verse of this first psalm as being blessed, which was perhaps one of the greatest distinctions one could have at that present time if you were of the house of the Hebrews, the house of Israel, to be called Bless. Listen, the psalmist goes on in this powerful six verses to describe this blessed person in five unique ways. Five ways. And we will go through this in greater detail on Tuesday. But let me share with you these five ways. Then you ask yourself this question Am I blessed? Look at these five ways. Number one, the psalmist tells us in verse 1, the first part of verse 1, he reminds us that a blessed person does not follow the example or the advice of wicked and corrupt people. Look at somebody and say, who are you listening to? If you're blessed, you don't take your advice from wicked people. <laughs> if you are blessed... You do not follow the example of corrupt people. I don't care how popular they are, how rich they are. That's not your example. You don't raise your children, especially your little girls, to be raised dropping it like it's hot and shake your booty till you shake it off. I admire this about my son as he raises his daughter. He tells her all the time, you are better than Beyonce. I appreciate her talent, Beyonce's gift, but at the same time, you don't want your child dressed like that, shaking their tail in front of millions of people just to get fame and wealth. I need you to don't miss this. Catch somebody by the hand and say, God can bless you in his own way. You don't have to compromise your principles to be blessed. And so a blessed person does not follow the example or the advice of a wicked person. Listen to what verse 1 of the text says. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take. Second, unique way that the psalmist describes a blessed person is this. Number two, does not associate with evildoers who marks God's instructions for their lives. If you are hanging around people who do not respect the kingdom of God, if you are hanging around people who do not respect what God has planned for your life, you can do bad all by yourself. We've got to get out of the notion that I just need people around me. 
No, you need the right people around you. And if there's someone that you call a friend and they do not respect and they make fun of, the text says, or sit in the company of markers. If you hang around people that mark God's anointing for the kingdom of God, then you are hanging around the wrong people. God says, I can bless you with better people in your life. Am I right about it? And here's the third one. Again, we will go over these again on Tuesday night. A blessed person finds joy in God's word as they consistently meditate on it day and night. Ooh, a blessed person enjoy God's word. You find time for God's word. If you read the Bible as much as you tweet, If you read more scriptures as much as you put Facebook postings, we can put postings of everything we do. Child, look what I'm eating. Look at my flowers. Look at my trip. I'm doing this. When are you going to get into God's word? Think about how you prioritize your time. And if you spend more time promoting you and less time getting in God's word, then there's work to be done. But when you love God's word, you don't have to be a Bible thumper to be a Bible reader. You don't have to wave it in everybody's face to put it in your spirit. The Bible is not for you to hit somebody over the head with it. It is for you to digest it in your own life. And when the enemy comes to destroy you, there's something in you that will rise up out of the depths of your belly. Because the only thing that comes out of you is what you put in you. And that's why some of us, when we're in trouble, we start cursing. Because cursing is what we know. But then there are other results when our backs are against the wall. We find us a word that said, by his stripes, I'm already healed. I am more than a conqueror. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Come on, somebody. What do you have in you? Do you have word in you? If we read God's word half as much as we watch our favorite television show, then the enemy could not touch us. Because if there's anything the enemy respects, as Jesus proved in the wilderness after his baptism, was that if you put the word where the enemy puts doubt, the enemy has to back up. Every time Satan says it is written, Jesus said it is also written. Jesus says not only do I know the word, but I am the word. And every fake false word you have I've got a real word touch somebody and say get in the word you ought to at least have a scripture week that you commit to memory you ought to have something inside of you because there will be a time in your life lying on a hospital bed in Iara when you can't reach a Bible the word will come out of you there ought to be enough word in you can I preach to somebody how many of you ever had your backs to the wall and all you can do is call on the name of the Lord? Verse 2 of the text says, A blessed person delights in the law of the Lord and meditates on it day and night. Amen. Meditating on the word doesn't mean quoting it in other people's presence. I wish I had time because what I've discovered is all the Bible quoters really want to impress folk about how much they know. But meditate on it in your own private closet. Nobody needs to know how deep you are. We don't need to know how theologically advanced you are. You ought to be deep enough that when the enemy comes to take over your family, you've got a war room, you got a prayer closet in, uh, yeah, 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 in your own house and you know how to fall on your knees and say, Father, I stretch my hand to thee. No other help I know. Look at somebody and say, get into the word. And here's the fourth one. Here's the fourth one. A blessed person 
This is the one that you ought not forget. A blessed person, catch somebody by the hand and say, a blessed person never gives up. Say it again. Say, never gives up. No matter how harsh the circumstances may be. Like a tree planted by the rivers of water, by the streams of water, whose leaf does not wither, who brings fruit in its season. Reason why your leaf is green and everybody else's leaf dried up because you are by the rivers of water. You are by the source of power. You stay on your knees. You stay in the presence of God. How many of you know how to pray your way out of a situation? How many of you know how to declare and decree your way out of a situation? Can I see the blessed people in here that says, I'll never give up. I don't care what I'm going through. I don't care how tough it is. I don't care what the enemy brings my way. Look at somebody and say, I'll never give up. And look at how it is. And whatever he does woo, shall prosper. Whatever you do, when you're blessed, if you've got a newspaper route, you have the most successful newspaper route in the city. Whatever you do, going to prosper. If you pick up cans on the side of the road, you'll pick up more than anybody else. Whatever you do, baby, touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, when you're blessed, you're going to make it no matter what you do. Can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? Look at the scripture. And I'm about to take my seat. Deuteronomy, chapter 28, verse 1. Stand to your feet, everybody. Deuteronomy 28, verse number 1. Look at your neighbors and neighbor. This is the life of a blessed person. Now it shall come to pass. That if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord, your God, and to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord, your God, look at somebody and say, neighbor, the Lord, your God, will set you high above everybody else put a pause in it and say you are about to be set up for your next blessing look at what he says he says and all these and all these blessings say it to somebody that needs to believe it and say and all of these blessings shall come upon you. You don't have to steal, kill, sell drugs, do anything else. But when God gets ready to bless you, he knows how to find you. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Verse number three said, bless, somebody shout bless, shall you be in the city. Bless, shall you be in the country. Bless, shall be the fruit of your body. Your children are blessed. Tell somebody the devil is a liar. Everything that comes out of you are going to be blessed. Verse number six, blessed shall you be when you come in. Blessed shall you be when you're going out. Verse number seven, 
Hold your neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, the Lord shall cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated in your face. They shall come out against you one way, but they shall flee seven different ways. Put that hand down and say, neighbor, you don't know it yet, but you are becoming one blessed somebody. I declare and decree in the atmosphere that somebody in here is going to be blessed right now. Leave your seat. Meet me at this altar. I put in the atmosphere that what the devil tried to steal, God says the devil cannot stop what I purpose in your life. Bless going in. Bless coming out. Bless in the city. Bless in the country. Bless on your job. Bless in your house. Bless at church. Bless walking the street. Bless at school. May I see the hands of all my students. All the students in here, raise your hands. I declare and decree that in this year of 2016, you are going to be blessed. A's and B's. Promotions and elevations. Tell somebody, get ready, because God is about to blow the top off your situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. God is about to bless you with more than enough. Get ready, get ready, get ready. All the blessed folk touch somebody else and say, neighbor, I am one blessed somebody. It may not look like it now. Put a praise on it. Put a praise on it. Put a praise on it. I didn't say put a dance on it. I want you to put a praise on it. From the depths of your belly, I want you to Shabbat the Lord, your God. Somebody say glory. 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 Lord, I thank you. Thank you for saving my family. Thank you for blessing my finances. Thank you for healing my body. There you go, put a praise on it. One, two, three. Blessed folk. Anybody that want to be blessed, leave your seat, stand in the hourways, and declare and decree. those hands all over this place never gives up no matter how harsh the circumstances may be and number five number five the Lord watches over all of them that are blessed 
Tell somebody his eye is on the sparrow. And I know he watches over me. If you're blessed, God watches your house. God watches over your family. Woo! Good God Almighty. Having heard these five unique distinctions of a blessed person, the good news is this. The Lord wants your life to be blessed. The only question that remains this day is that will you say yes to what the Lord wants to do in your life? Look at somebody and say, you've been running long enough. It's time to say yes to what God wants to do in your life. I want to say this. He won't bless you if you don't want him to bless you. The Lord is not going to force his blessings on you. But when the Lord blesses you, my dad used to say, I'll never knock down any doors, but every open door, I'll walk through it. Whew. Will your heart and soul say yes? Will your spirit still say yes? God is saying there is more. Come on, God is speaking to someone right now. There is more that I require of you. I don't care about your resume. The Lord says, I don't care about your promotions on your job. I don't care how many degrees are hanging on your wall. I just want to know, are you ready to say, yes, Lord? Here I am. Bless me in ways that only you can bless. Come on, Sister Janelle. Quiet. Ooh. Sing your song, Janelle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say yes. Speak to us right now, Lord. Will yeah. your spirit? Will your spirit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There Ooh. is more that I require. God is asking you right now. Yeah. Will you Will you let God bless you? Yeah. Say yes. Come on. Wave those hands in the air. If I told, if I told you, you what yeah. I really need yeah. from you. I'm saying to him, yeah. Will, Will you God is blessing someone right now. Yeah. Yes. Those hands to the Lord. You surrender to the Lord right now. 
surrender your heart to the Lord right now. Worshippers in here. Where are all the worshipers? Come on, lift those hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, God is about to bless you. God is about to bless you. God is about to do something. Yes. Cry out. Come on, Zion. Yes. Cry out. Someone is about to be blessed right now. God is turning your situation around. God is turning your situation around. Cry out, Zion. Yes. your hands around someone else's shoulders the reason we do this is because we need to remind each other that we are not alone some of you have been through some very difficult things you've lost loved ones some of you have lost jobs some of your families have broken up but I hear the Lord speaking and say so your better days are still ahead of you. But what the enemy thought would take you out, God says, I will use to bless you. But it begins with this. It begins with a commitment. You must surrender your old self so that God can replace it with your new self. Whew. In order for God to bless you, you have to surrender yourself. And coming to church is fine. But coming to church is not a relationship. A relationship is when you commit to something greater than yourself. To those of you that are making that decision right now, you would like to recommit your life. You like to join the church. You like to be saved. You like to commit. Your, be the example for your family. We're living in a time in which it is very difficult to raise young children. I pray all the time for young families. I pray for them so hard. Young couples that have got married, going to get married. Jason, Brittany, others, that ceremony, I pray so hard for you guys and for the young adults that are here because it is so difficult. Madison with your three boys, Lauren with your boys and others, because I know how tough it is. The enemy desires to destroy your children. Whew. But you've got to declare and decree that they are blessed. 
It's not enough for them to be successful in school. They've got to be blessed. The favor of God's got to be over their life. So when the enemy comes in like a flood, Spirit of the Lord will stand against them. After we pray to those of you that want to make that commitment, just meet me at this altar. For this is your day. This is your chance. You don't have to be perfect. God just wants someone to be. But note in that Psalms, the word perfection is not found one time. The word sinless <laughs> is not found one time. Because God says, I don't determine whether you're blessed or not by the fact that you have never sinned. You may think that you have to be perfect, but I want to bless you despite all the things that are going on in your life. Close those eyes. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for this first message of this series that is entitled An Encouraging Word. The word today is blessed. <laughs> blessed going in, blessed coming out. Our families are blessed. Our careers are blessed. Ooh, thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Someone viewing by way of internet right now, God declares that you are blessed. Someone listening by way of radio right now, I declare and decree that you are, you are blessed. Regardless of what the enemy has tried to do, we're still standing. You're still here. Shaken, but still here. Wounded, but still here. Like a tree planted by the rivers of water shall not be moved. Your leaf shall not wither. In Jesus' name. Somebody say, in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Put your arms around somebody and say, bless. Come on, if you want to make that commitment, you want to join the church, you want to recommit your life to the Lord, come on. Come on, just stand right here with me. Walk down this aisle and just stand right now. Wherever you are, come on. Come on, take a stand right now. Amen. God bless you, baby. Join, join these young people. You too want to be blessed. Thank you, thank you, young man. Others, come on, stand. Yeah. Wherever you are, you want to. Come on, others right now. Look what God is doing. Come on. Somebody come on. This is his wife and daughter. He's been the example for his family today. Yeah, yeah, young families. Look at, look at all of these young people and others. Come on, Zion, clap those hands. God says you are blessed. Look at it. Come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch out, devil. Watch out, devil. <laughs> Watch out, Satan. We're coming after you. Amen. And everything you thought you had, we're about to snatch from the pits of hell right now. Woo! Anyone else? Look at all of these that are here at this altar. Amen. Amen. As they turn around and walk down the aisle, I want you to give them a standing ovation. Come on. Come on. Stand to your feet and... Praise the Lord. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, yeah. Come on, everybody. Yes, yes. Come on. Clap those hands, everybody. Well, come on, give God a praise. They're still coming. Let's celebrate them. Let's celebrate. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We stand.